Welcome everybody to the Rising Peach Podcast, and I am so, so grateful to have you here. I'm Amanda, and today I want to talk about something that I absolutely love doing, which is bringing the ancient teachings of yoga and mixing it into modern issues to really get a lens, a new lens for things, you know, a new perspective on things. Um, more of a hanged man approach of how we can view situations. So I think that, you know, it's really appropriate to touch upon this because it's something that's really in our faces every single day and it's the issue with coronavirus. Um, There's so much fear surrounding this, there's so much going on and I think it's something that really a lot of people can find comfort in looking to teachings of yoga, you know, to find ways of coping, to find ways of feeling okay. So I wanted to go over a passage that's in, um, it's a book called The Heart of Yoga written by TKV Jessica Char. Um, and it's talking about in chapter eight, this con- this concept of thaka. And so thaka is described as suffering, troubles, or sickness, Um, but it is best described as a feeling of being restricted. Thaka is a quality of mind that gives us the feeling of being squeezed. It is not to be compared with physical pain. There does not need to be any physical pain to experience a feeling of great Thaka. The level of which Thaka works is in the mind. Thaka is nothing but a certain state of mind in which we experience a limitation of our possibilities to act and to understand. Even if we do not have a need to express our feelings in tears, somehow we feel disturbed deep within ourselves, painfully bound and restricted. So obviously, a lot of us are feeling feelings of restriction. You know, I mean... As of today, Saturday night, in Massachusetts at least, we're not forced to stay home. I mean, a lot of us are home. A lot of us are either working from home or maybe we're not even working at all. And there's a lot of suffering around that. There's a lot of fear around that. Will we have jobs afterward? Are we going to be able to keep our jobs during this? Like, just because we're working from home now, Does that mean we're going to be able to continue to do so? And so, uh, along with that, we're also feeling almost trapped like an animal in a cage, basically. I mean, we're staying home. We're being told we shouldn't go visit people. I mean, don't gather in groups. My yoga teacher training had to be online this weekend, and it ended up working out, but it's really disrupting our day-to-day living and a lot of people are distressed by that and this is something we touched upon in my yoga teacher training this weekend is how are we supposed to feel about this you know i mean are we justified in feeling fear maybe feeling anger injustice you know it's not fair why is this happening are we feeling indifferent 
you know, do we really not care? And is that good or bad? Is it good or bad to feel this way? Is it, is it okay that we're sad? Is it okay that we're happy? Maybe because, you know, I've seen a lot of posts going around that there are dolphins in Italy and the waters are clear and there's not as much pollution in the air and, you know, are, are we, are we, is it bad that we're feeling happy for the planet? And I don't, what we really kind of talked about was that there's no right or wrong way to feel. And we kind of just have to sit with these emotions and process them. And, you know, for a lot of us, that's a hard thing to do. And that's another thing about the coronavirus that's kind of making people uncomfortable stuck at home. We are being forced to just be. You know, there's a lot of people out there saying, at least I've heard a lot of people say, we're human beings, we're not human doings. And for a lot of us, our lives are go, 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 go. You know, you're never in the moment. You're always thinking about what's the next thing I have to do? Where's the next place I have to be? Your mind is never in the present moment. I mean, I know I'm guilty of that. We all do it. We all leave, lead really busy lives. You know, you, you wake up in the morning and your thought is, oh, I have to think about going to work. And you're going to work and you're thinking about what you're going to do when you're at work and the things, you know, that you have to do, the people you have to talk to once you're there, what you're going to do throughout your day, maybe what you're going to, and then when you get to work, maybe you're thinking about what you're going to have for lunch. And then towards the end of your work day, you're thinking about leaving work and going home. On your drive home, you're thinking about being at home. And you get home and you're thinking about all the things maybe you have to do. Maybe you have to do laundry, maybe you have to cook dinner and take care of your kids or you know, help, help your kids with their homework or, I don't know, fix a broken door handle. I don't know. Things like that. And then you're thinking about, oh, well, it's getting late and then I have to go to bed. And then you go to bed and, I mean, you kind of just knock out. So when are you being where you are? If you're always one foot into the future, how are you ever going to appreciate the present? And that's kind of where we are right now. We're all kind of being forced to sit with the present moment. And for a lot of us, it's hard, right? Like, we don't do that a lot. So what do we do with the things that come up when we actually do that? Like, when you're actually forced to sit with yourself, and your thoughts, sometimes things come up. And I think a lot of times that's why people don't want to do meditation either, is because during meditation, you're just sitting there quietly and being, and these things can come up, these emotions and these thoughts that you haven't dealt with, and it makes people uncomfortable. But, you know, I think that it's important that we find stillness. Right? There's beauty in stillness and there's beauty in being because at our essence, being is what we are. And so, 
even though right now this may be uncomfortable, I think in the long term, by starting to cultivate a practice of stillness and a practice of mindfulness, the practice of being, maybe once our lives return back to maybe not exactly where they were, but once we get back into the practice of our busy lives, we can carry this over and this can be something, you know, that we practice long term. So a little quote back to the book, The Heart of Yoga. Desika Char, still talking about Dukkha, says that we also talk of Dukkha when we cannot make ourselves comfortable in a new situation. Dukkha can arise from being used from, I'm sorry, from being used to certain things and insisting on nothing else. When our habits are disturbed, we feel unwell. If we cannot continue life in our habitual way, we experience it as a disturbance. This form of dukkha arises from our own actions, which have brought to us a feeling of satisfaction. So this is a change. And a lot of us are uncomfortable with changing. And that's what this is talking about. This feeling of unease, this feeling of unwellness, this feeling of restriction is because we're being forced into a change. And this can make a lot of us uncomfortable because more often than not, it's this change that fosters growth. And growth is uncomfortable and that's why people don't want to do it. It's a scary thing. But I think that if we look at it, look at this change as something that can help us, that can aid us into something greater, then it might be a lot easier to deal with. You know, oftentimes, things that are painful now will lead us into something so much greater into the future. I mean, I mean, even in this situation with coronavirus, the pain that we're experiencing now and the discomfort that we're experiencing now from being isolated to being at home and being uncomfortable, it'll alleviate a greater suffering of more people being infected and more people getting sick and more people dying and more people, you know, healthcare workers being overworked and not having enough supplies and the people, I mean, it, it's kind of, in a way, we can look at this as helping, right? Us staying home and doing the best we can to not spread this to people, it's really helping everybody else in the long term. And it might be uncomfortable and we might not really be okay with it, but if we cultivate certain practices that can help us in these times, then I think we'll be much better off. And so, you know, what can we do to cope? I mean, for everybody, it's something different. I think personally, everybody would benefit from some form of meditation. And I know to a lot of people, that sounds like the worst thing in the world and the very last thing they would ever want to do in their lives is sit down and meditate. But meditation isn't always what you think of. You know, you don't have to just sit somewhere cross-legged 
with your eyes closed, chanting Om 500 million times until you experience enlightenment, and then you never have to meditate again. That's not really... <laughs> I mean, that's one form of meditation, and if that works for somebody, that's great. And if that's what they want to do, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? Everybody likes different things. But you don't just have to sit there in the dark or, you know, in the morning on a pillow and meditate. Like, there are so many different forms of meditation. Like, there's moving meditation, dancing. Dancing can be meditation. Painting, drawing. Meditation is focusing your mind on one specific thing and so I mean I know this sounds really lame but for me cleaning is a meditation I I I get such great mental clarity when I just focus on like scrubbing something <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds you know I I just, it's something that really helps me. And I mean, I do like the stereotypical sit on a cushion, like close your eyes and chant Om or, you know, some other chant. But, you know, there's different ways we can do this, you know, make music or, I don't know, go outside and take a walk. That's a moving meditation if your mind is in it. You can make anything a meditation if your mind is in it. You know, just because you have to stay inside pretty much doesn't mean, oh, well, you don't have to necessarily just stay inside. You can go outside. It's just you're not supposed to really be around people. But, like, you can go for a walk. You know? Walk in your backyard. <laughs> Sit in, in nature. Nature just helps so much with things, you know? Even just sitting in a quiet spot in your backyard. Or maybe not even being outside if you don't like being outside. Maybe sitting in front of your window and looking at the outside and looking at the trees and looking at, you know, the grass and looking at everything that's around and just appreciating it for what it is and appreciating the beauty of it. Because really, if you think about it with all the abuse that we've given to our planet, it's a miracle that it's even still here. You know, it's it's kind of sad because as human beings you know we came from this earth and we got everything from this earth we've received everything from this earth we have everything we have because of the materials in the earth and you know all we've really done is abuse it and we take and take and take and take and we never think to give. And I think, as awful as it is, it's also kind of reflected in our actions that we're taking right now with the coronavirus. You know, people freaking out, hoarding food, not thinking about only taking what they need so that they can give to others people clutching on to toilet paper for dear life uh, you know it's it's a sad reflection of what we've done to the earth too that kind of parallels what we're doing with each other but as sad as it is 
you know, in the darkness there's always a light, and eventually everything comes to an end. Nothing is permanent, no matter how permanent it may seem for the time being. So eventually this will end, coronavirus will end, and maybe we won't start living life as we normally did, exactly, but maybe life will go back to being almost as close to what it was before. I mean, there's really no way to know right now, but my hope is that we learn from this and we look at each other and we recognize each other and we appreciate each other and the earth and we try to do the best we can to help so that way the next time if and when something like this comes back around we learn from our mistakes this time and you know we don't make the same ones but we'll see how that goes and I'm genuinely hoping for the best and I mean, if any of you, you know, want to connect and you want to talk about how things are going and you want to talk about what you think is going to happen and really much anything, you know, it's hard being isolated and, you know, being social creatures as humans, we should reach out to each other and we should connect and we should stay in touch, so... If any of you want to reach out to me, my Instagram is at I am Amanda Peach, and I'd be more than happy to chat about anything. And know that you're not alone in this. Know that we're all going through this together. And, you know, everything's going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. See you next time.